Hi everybody, Steve Holliday here and welcome back to my podcast, Our Leadership Voices Uncut. It's a beautiful evening and I'm here in Ostend, or Oostende in Belgium for some work with some clients, wind power and as I record this right now, I am physically walking along the seafront in Ostende. It is a beautiful mid-February Valentine's Day evening. The sun has been out all day after being fresh this morning. And it's blue skies. There's a flat sea. Um, the clients I'm working with I can see some of their vessels offshore um, servicing the wind farms. And I'm just taking the chance to walk along the seafront here. It's very busy. It must clearly be a a holiday this week. Um, Last time I was here in mid-December, it was pretty quiet. It does not feel like a February day. It feels much more like April. Um, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Anyway, I'm... I can see in front of me the sun is starting to go down as I walk towards it. Restaurants are pretty busy. I'm going to try and eat early this evening. Um, It's Valentine's. My wife is not with me. She's back in the UK. So I'm going to try and eat early and avoid all of the um, love that clearly will be being given. And uh, I might even walk the beach at some point. Let's see as I walk along here. Uh, reflecting. Um, the last time I was with you was uh, end of November. Um, I chose in the end not to record any podcasts with guests before Christmas. Um, I'm just in the middle of recording a few episodes with some guests, so they will come sooner rather than later. <coughs> However, I, um, I wanted to just bring my voice back into podcast uh, before doing that so I'm just maybe um, this is a little bit um, wet as always it's it's unscripted but last time I really just turned the microphone on and walked so I'm I'm embracing that again I'm just going to turn it on and walk and just reflect and think about um, how things are Um, I was starting to explore my physical resilience last time I was speaking I had that question how do I continue to create the time the space and the focus to develop my physical resilience. That remains a really important question at the root of my practice. And I'll talk later about some work I'm now doing with my coach, Rowan Greyer, who is a resilience specialist, as well as a gestalt psychotherapist. He's, uh, we've kicked off some physical and uh, body and mind fitness work Um, again around my resilience Um, but some bigger questions and also some bigger questions have started emerging um, around that physical resilience question so I'll share that a little bit but maybe just say a little bit about um, how I've been taking uh, care of my resilience um, in the last few weeks and months and then explore a bit uh, what my questions are now 
Um, but first of all, just to check in, I've been at the client offices all day. I had a crazy trip yesterday. Um, made worse by the fact that I got the train from rugby in the UK south and out to London, only to realise I'd forgotten my passport, so I had to about turn and head back. I shift all the trains three hours, uh, which meant getting into Bruges quite late last night, Brussels and then Bruges, and then problems with trains meant I didn't get to Ostend Hotel until quarter to midnight, so it was a long old day. Up at 6.30 this morning, um, had a good sleep, um, walked along, breakfast, walked along town as usual, got the short ferry across the harbour to the client offices. Um, I've had a good day in the office, meeting with my sparring partner and associate, Jan, um, of C-Focus, Jan van Hudegem, he's a partnering us. Um, he's just such a brilliant individual, um, vastly experienced, beautiful human being. Um, so we spent the morning together and, and then this afternoon I've been talking to the clients and doing a bit of preparation. I've got two days of appreciative inquiry training um, with technicians and supervisors, um, group two and also re-meeting Group 1 that we did some training with before Christmas. They've, they're bringing some appreciative stories from their workplace to explore. So I've got a couple of days um, with them, along with one of the service managers, Mark, um, just really getting into our work now. So, so I've finished my first day. My legs are aching. Um, I've changed my footwear, put some soft trainers on. Um, another half an hour, I'll definitely be ready for some food. Um, but I'm relaxed, I'm, I'm feeling good um, after that crazy trip yesterday. Um, and uh, curious what the week will bring. So I had a good Christmas, um, two days short of three weeks off. Um, that was the first time I've ever done that, had that much time off at Christmas. Um, I guess when you co-run a business with a partners, you don't have to ask the boss. Can I have that amount of time off? Um, you just decide to do it and then, of course, there is always a consequence for every day we're not working. Um, but that was a crucial exercise to do that for the first time. I did a couple of days after New Year. Spent a lot of time with family. Two trips to the northeast of England to see family and to pick up and then drop back my wife, my father-in-law. He spent the week with us at Christmas as, as ever. Saw my parents, my siblings, um, a quick couple of trips to the river for a swim. And then finishing with a, an annual three-day trip to the Lake District to do some hiking with my best pals. Um, and then the work schedule has been very kind. Um, I've been busy virtually. Um, one trip with my business partner, David Buggy, to York um, for two days with a client finishing off a one-year program uh, with some wind power leaders, growing empowered leaders. And then um, I've been at home since. Um, this, this trip is my first international trip. As, as I said, I did the trains, UK trains, and then Eurostar, so no flights. And um, after this week, things will settle down again um, before a bit of airplane travel. Um, I think I'm back here at the end of March. Um, 
I'm going to Holland, I'm going to Sweden a couple of times, so three or four trips, March, April, uh, before having a week off uh, in South Wales. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely taking more care of my own physical resilience. That said, I also, um, I'm just coming out of having what my wife would call man flu. Um, we thought it might be COVID, um, but it hasn't proven to be. Um, big head cold, lots of sneezes, but starting to, I can just feel it now in my voice, but it's starting to clear up now. And I'm just pausing here to take a look around. I've walked maybe um, half a mile, I would say, now down the coast. Um, it's a lot quieter down here, a lot less people. Uh, some big old buildings um, with sort of temple-fronted um, posts around the museums and the art, the art uh, galleries. Um, and up ahead of me, some new blocks of flats being built. A few people on the beach, a few dog walkers. Misty now, um, offshore. Can't quite see those wind power vessels now and those wind turbines. Um, so, um, yeah, been getting back into some podcasting, as I say. Um, a much more sustainable rhythm um, in my leadership and in my reflection. Um, quite a bit of time with family. Um, it's Valentine's today, so I had a trip to London with my wife on Saturday. Um, that was very nice. Um, I've got my parents coming this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday from the northeast. And then the following weekend, we are up in the northeast. Um, it's the uh, Newcastle Manchester United Cup final, League Cup final. Um, the days of me having a season ticket and being able to get tickets for Wembley are long gone. That was the 90s, <laughs> uh, 2000s. Um, so I'll be with my pals in the northeast um, with all our Newcastle shirts on, our old 90s, 80s shirts on to watch the game. Um, so, yeah, I notice um, my schedule is a lot more healthy than it was when I was reflecting in November. Um, and that's really helping with the physical resilience. Um, means I can have the proper space to do work like this, to work, it's not even work, um, to reflect, uh, to journal, to podcast, to invite guests. I've got um, a couple of guests coming. Uh, my coach, Rowan Gray, we're in the middle of... Um, Recording. We've done two episodes, a third or fourth, third and fourth one will come probably. And then um, Liz Bloomfield, um, formerly a colleague at Siemens, uh, Siemens Wind Power, but now at um, Ripple Effect in Washington, um, ex-Army, um, ex-disaster um, recovery leader, interesting woman, um, super engaging, um, full of inquiry, um, um, Liz will come next, and then beyond that, there's a few more planned, so... Yeah, very nice. Oh, so I've just stepped back a bit from the beach now. Um, the sun has gone out of my view because of the new flats being built. And... Um, you can hear the sea now. Lapping on the shoreline. Belgian families playing with their children, football. 
on the sand. And you can just hear the water line above the traffic noise and the football. <laughs> um, <coughs> so where have I got to in my inquiry? So my inquiry has deepened over the Christmas break. Um, in, our, in my work, in our work, I use quite a lot um, Bill Bridges' transitions model called Endings, Neutral Zone, Next Beginnings. This idea that we are all constantly in some form of transition and we have periods of our lives where we really do transition, particularly psychologically, that we shift how we see ourselves, you know, young kids, teenagers, adults, um, we see ourselves as married, we, we, we step into house dwelling and father being parents and then we professionalise maybe our working lives, we develop ourselves in whatever way we want um, and then when the kids are left we, we're transitioning towards a life where they are grown up and maybe even thinking about retirement in, in 60s and 70s so at 51 years old I am definitely in what I would call a transition. That has become clear over the last few weeks and months. I think actually it's probably been coming since the summer. Um, I can notice now my son moving out to be with his partner James. I'm hugely proud of him and them for crafting a life together. Just going to stand here while I talk. Um, and then... Um, the, um, my daughter potentially leaving in the next year my wife and I asking what does that mean for the next part of our lives um, and also things evolving in Lesotho with David joining last year the potential for other uh, partners to join maybe and to have a more, an even more engaging relationship with our with our associates. Um, you know, it leads to a lot of questions about, for me, which I notice, uh, um, to do with um, fundamentally, how do I want to use my time? What are the places that I want to be in, and why? And then, what is the quality of relationship I need? The intimacy I want with those people and those places? Three big questions um, that I've managed to get myself to. Um, uh, I've gone back to work a little bit with the horse therapist that my wife and I worked with last year. So I was there last uh, week last Thursday for a first session. That was great. And as I say, I'm also um, working with uh, Rowan. Um, we're combining psychological work around my resilience and my uh, relationship to my mind and body and uh, the relationships I have, um, but also doing some data collection using um, First Beat, um, a stress recovery monitor that I'm wearing at periods and keeping a, a diary. We did the first round of that last week. I wore them the data for seven days and then we assessed and analysed, started to analyse um, what the trends might be telling me. Um, 
There was a plan that I would wear it again this week, but I'm having some a bit of an adverse reaction to the um, adhesive on the electrodes. So I'm going to leave it till mid-March on my next travels um, when I'm on aeroplanes. Um, but it's super interesting to explore both the physical and psychological uh, data, if you like, um, what I think and feel, what the data is saying about the response of my two nervous systems, the sympathetic nervous system kicking in adrenaline and cortisol stresses, and the parasympathetic nervous system, my recovery system kicking in oxytocin, serotonin, um, um, I'll say more about that data as it develops. We've got some early hypotheses, um, but it's too early to say, really. So, um, so um, working with the horses, uh, Jerry, Elsie, Buddy and Winston, the four horses that my wife and I worked with last year. Um, it was great to see them and to see the therapist, uh, Luce Kurnoff, um, um a week last Thursday, um, I'm going back again um, in about four weeks as I explore my language and my presence um, and some of these big questions around time, place and intimacy um, and uh, some specific questions, more specific, precise questions I've got um, around my resilience, around my presence and around uh, life transition. Um, while I work with Rowan on the bigger, wider and deeper picture of, um, of my own resilience and exploring my own body. Um, I've not ran. Uh, you know I'm trail running, um, looking to do long distances. I managed to get up to 10 miles. Um, about 10 days ago I ran 10 miles trail. Um, I have another event. Um, 18th of March I think it is I'm planning to run three laps which would be 13 miles um, and then looking to do the um, 29k trail run 18 miles on May the 20th and if my body can get to that place as well as my mind then I will look to potentially do a trail marathon later in the year but we shall see um, still very much early days but um, so Ron and I still pulling that in as part of our work as well as some wider explorations. So maybe um, that's probably enough for now. Um, that's a short podcast just to say hello, um, just to let you know where I'm at and um, the questions I'm holding. And I, I want to maybe finish by um, just asking you, what are you, what questions do you have about your resilience? about your physical resilience, about your mind fitness. What questions do you have about the tribe you have, the network you have? That's always an important component in resilience, is to have an, a strong tribe and a network to lean on, to spar with, people you go to. Purpose. What's your true north? What, what is your purpose? That's certainly a question I'm exploring. Um, what is my deeper purpose now at 51 years old? What's your purpose? What's your true north? And then remember that fifth component that Rowan talks about, 
blind spots? Um, what are the ways that we inhibit or uh, limit our resilience physically and mentally? And how much do we know about them? And if we, ha- if we really have a blind spot, how do we find out? How do we inquire and explore? How do we get feedback? How do we know? So I'm just um, walking back along now. I've turned around. The sun's going down. I can see it again now, but it won't be long before it's disappeared. It's 5.21 here, p.m. I'm coming back along past the museum. A few people running, a few people cycling, a few people dog walking still. You can hear the sea lapping. So what are your questions about your resilience? And maybe also, are you in transition at all? Is there an ending? Is there something ending? Um, my questions are, what is it in the ending Bill Bridges talks about in his book, Managing Life Transitions, he talks about What is it time to let go of? What is it time to let go of? This is something much more... Transition is something much more psychological than physical. So, you know, it isn't isn't about letting go of the gym membership or that fancy car you have. Um, What's behind that? What is the psychological... What do you need to let go of psychologically? What is it time to let go of? And then the second question I'm carrying at the moment is... What is waiting backstage to enter? What is waiting backstage ready to enter? This next version of you, this part of you that's you're letting come, if you like, as you let go of part of you, you're letting come something else. That's um, letting go, letting come, Otto Sharma's theory, you. Um, in Bill Bridges' ending, that's what he's asking. What is standing backstage, ready to enter? So these are the two questions I'm holding. Ah, I haven't even got to the neutral zone questions yet. What's the temporary structures I need? Um, what might be the questions I haven't answered? Um, what might I start to do to act into the? what might be the next beginning? What is the next beginning? Um, Bill Bridges would say, if you are in a transition of some type, don't rush it. The ending is crucial. The ending has to well be allowed space. We often want to rush it. Um, I'm not going to. Um, even though the endings can be tricky, um, they're not meant to be easy, right? They're transitions. So, um, no, I can hear the gulls above me. Um, there's obviously food around. Um, I notice all of a sudden the temperature's down. I can see a big black dog in the distance rolling in the sand. He's, he or she's having a brilliant time. <coughs> uh, yeah, I can feel the air getting to my throat now. So, 
Some of the tourists are admiring the um, art and photographs on the wall, exhibitions of, it looks like workplaces and um, um, various outbuildings, historical farms and factories. Um, meanwhile, there's two big uh, yellow diggers on the sand, ready to move the sand around and manipulate the beach, probably in the morning. That's enough for now, I think. Um, I think I'll check out just by noticing that how my energy has shifted. I hadn't really thought about it when I was um, last podcasting. I could feel maybe a sense of um, struggling for space and not feeling open and not feeling free enough. Whereas right now, even though my legs are tired, uh, I notice my energy's pretty, pretty calm, pretty focused. Um, buoyant but in a reflective way peaceful more peaceful yeah that's uh there's a word um yeah i wasn't aware of that until right now so i'm going to end there and um you will hear more from our leadership voices uncut um i'm pretty certain the next time you hear my voice um it will be myself and rowan Gray, uh, my coach and sparring partner, um, podcasting together. Um, mind you, I've said that a few times and it's ended up being just me. So who knows, yeah? Let's see where it goes. Bye for now.